28,000-square-foot Jacobean Manor, nestled in the bucolic North Yorkshire countryside, boasting 12 bedrooms, 5 reception rooms, and panoramic views of a lush 80-acre estate. This classic English country house comes with just one small catch, an ancient curse that's been plaguing homeowners for over four centuries. Sound like the home for you? Well, if you're in the market for a haunted house, you've come to the right place. I'm Caitlin Blackwell-Baines. Welcome to Haunted Homes. Ocean Hall, North Yorkshire, England. This stately Grade 1 listed mansion was originally constructed in 1610 for Sir William Bamborough, a Yorkshire baronet whose coat of arms alongside those of his wife Mary IV still loom over the main entrance today. Although the current house is largely the product of Bamborough's 17th century building work and later 18th century additions overseen by subsequent owners, Howsham Hall's history stretches back much further. Built on the site of an earlier manor house, the hall's cellars date to the Norman period, while the solid grey limestone blocks that form the building's two-story U-shaped frame date to the early 12th century. These recycled materials were once part of the fabric of nearby Kirkham Priory, an Augustinian monastery founded in 1122 on the banks of the River Derwent, halfway between the town of Malton and the city of York, the ancient capital of the north. This particular area of England is steeped in a dark history and cloaked in a veil of superstition, with York itself believed to be one of the most haunted cities in the world. And while Howsham Hall lies about 11 miles northeast of this ghostly mecca, it boasts a supernatural claim to fame all its own. It is said to harbour the malevolent Curse of Kirkham, the result of Sir William having used the sacred stones of the dissolved priory in the construction of his lavish family home. All male heirs of the estate, it was foretold, would perish. Any and all subsequent owners would be doomed to a lifetime of unhappiness. However, the curse of Kirkham hasn't seemed to scare off modern house hunters. A spokesman for Savile's estate agency has said inquiries about the house have come from as far away as Budapest, and no one had yet raised the curse as a concern. Every old house these days has some tale attached to it, whether it is a ghost or a curse, he says. The curse was probably put on the house at the same time they were drowning witches. It would be more of a worry if someone had been murdered in it last week. We find people in this day and age are generally less superstitious. But are prospective buyers a bit too hasty to dismiss the curse? Maybe. More on the unhappy fate of the previous owners later. First, a little bit about the local area. The tiny village of Howsham, home to just 273 residents, 
is situated on a leafy wooded stretch of the Derwent Valley, so named for the river that runs through it, where the gentle lowlands meet the more rugged terrain of the Peak District. While it's notably deficient in shops and amenities, the closest pub the Jolly Farmers is located three miles away, and the village train station has been out of commission since 1849, it more than makes up for it with natural beauty and architectural interest. Today, quaint character cottages line one side of the main and only street of Howsham, overlooking the wooded border of the eastern side of Howsham Hall Park. Where once houses stood on both sides of the road, in 1770, Howsham's then-landlord, MP Nathaniel Chumley, had the adjacent cottages removed in order to improve the view from the west-facing windows of the hall. The raised cottages were replaced with trees, now grown dense and mature. Though lacking a local watering hole, Howsham does possess a place of worship, the Church of St. John's, a noble neo-Gothic edifice with a grade one listed bell tower constructed in 1860 by renowned Victorian architect George Edmund Street, famed designer of the Royal Courts of Justice in London. In comparison with other historic monuments in the area, St. John's is practically brand new. Four miles up the river from the village lies the remnants of Kirkham Priory, founded in the early 12th century by Walter Aspect, a powerful local lord and judicial figure. Under the reign of Henry I, Aspect controlled much of northeastern England, building no less than three major monastic centres, Kirkham, Raveau Abbey, and Warden, as well as two castles, Wark and Helmsley Castle. Legend has it, Kirkham was built in honour of Aspect's only son, who died suddenly during a riding accident. In one version of the story, the son, who was trained in daring feats of horsemanship, one day, whilst galloping at a very high speed towards Furby, a nearby village, his horse stumbled near a stone cross by the wayside, and he was thrown to the ground with such violence that he instantly expired. Another version states he was thrown from his horse while hunting, the horse having been startled by a wild boar. In either case, it was said that the grieving father, Aspect, saw in this tragic accident a message from God. He determined to seek consolation from the throne of the Almighty by making Christ his heir. He consulted his uncle, the rector of Garton, who advised him to build and endow three religious houses in honour of Christ and remembrance of his late son. Thus he erected three monasteries, beginning with Kirkham, near where his mansion stood, and where his beloved son had been killed. Some say the foundations of the priory were constructed on the very site where his son took his final breath. And so, perhaps, a father's everlasting grief over the loss of his would-be heir sparked the origins of the Kirkham curse though its insidious effects wouldn't be felt for several centuries. Walter Aspect died in 1155, leaving his estates in northern England and patronage of Kirkham to the noble de Roos family. By the early 13th century, the east end of the church at Kirkham was rebuilt on a magnificent scale, and for much of the next 300 years, Kirkham flourished as a vibrant and prosperous religious community. All this would change, however, on the 8th of December, 1539, the day the Priory was surrendered to the Crown as part of King Henry VIII's systematic dismantling of ecclesiastical communities during the Protestant Reformation, popularly known as the Dissolution of the Monasteries. The Prior and 17 canons were sent packing, most of them settling in the local area, whilst the King's men stripped the Priory of everything of value before selling it on to courtier Henry Nevitt the following year. A few years later, under the reign of Edward VI, the property was transferred to the ownership of Thomas Manners, 1st Earl of Rutland, descendant of Walter Speck. And later, under the rule of Queen Elizabeth, ownership changed two more times until the dissolved priory finally fell into the Bamborough family, baronets of nearby Howsham. 
By the early 1600s, the monastic complex had fallen into complete disrepair, the leaden roofs having been earlier stripped off, leaving the buildings exposed to the harsh North Yorkshire elements for over six decades. Given its sorry state, Sir William Bambrough probably didn't see the harm in using the ruined priory as a quarry for the construction of his new manor house at Howsham. He may have come to regret this fateful decision. It's unclear who was the first to predict the curse of Kirkham, but whomever it was seems to have correctly foretold of the unlucky fate of the Bambras and succeeding owners of Howsham. As predicted, all male heirs of the estate perished, and true happiness never came to that family or its successors. Sir William Bambra died in 1623, just a little over a decade after the construction of Howsham. His eldest son and heir, Thomas Bambro, did outlive him, but not by much. He died the following year at the age of just 16. His brother John died in 1631 at the age of 17, and so ended the Bambro family's tenure. Then came the Wentworth family, baronets of North Elmsall, Yorkshire, who gained Howsham by marriage to Mary Bambro, one of William's surviving daughters. Mary's son, Sir Thomas Wentworth, inherited the hall in 1650, only to die three years later. His son John then takes over, but he too dies young at the age of 26. Next up, John's heir and only son, yet another Thomas, dies unmarried, thus ending another line of Howsham owners. Needless to say, it goes on like this for hundreds of years. First the Bambras, then the Wentworths, the Chumleys, the Stricklands, all extinct, apparently wiped out by the curse of Kirkham. And the curse, it seems, continued right into the 21st century. The last private owners of Howsham, the Nock family, purchased the hall in 1956 and converted it into a preparatory school, initially a private boarding school for boys and later a co-ed night and day school. Though the family managed to keep the school running for 50 years, they too were plagued by misfortune. In the late 1990s, the Knocks were knocked by shocking allegations of abuse at their school, a May 1997 article appearing in the Daily Sun laid bare all the grisly details. It reads, An exclusive private school where military top brass send their children has been accused of running a brutal regime. Pupils at the £5,700 a year Howsham Hall Prep School in Malton, North Yorkshire, motto, Strength and Courage, are said to have been beaten with straps, made to stand in cold baths for hours, and had their letters home censored. They were also humiliated in front of their classmates and banned from going to the toilet between lights out and dawn. One ex-pupil, who was dyslexic, had told how he was dragged around the classroom by his ear. Stephen Oxtoby, who attended the school between 1989 and 1991, was eventually taken out of the school by his parents because they were unhappy about his treatment. Mrs. Oxtoby, 37, of Grantham, said, We were told that corporal punishment would only be used in extreme cases, but they were given the leather strap if they did anything that broke the school rules. The children were punished for speaking in the dormitory after lights out or not completing work, which was very difficult for Stephen, who was dyslexic. He was subjected to this treatment virtually every day. He was dragged about the classroom by his ears and told he was stupid and useless, and they would whack his hands with a strap about 20 times. Once, when he got diarrhea and sickness, he had to clean up his own vomit. It has taken him a long time to be able to talk about it, she added. The tough regime at Howsham Hall came to light following a complaint to the police. As the news spread, more former pupils who claimed to have suffered ill treatment came forward. Claire Ashworth, now 23, from Ghoul in South East Yorkshire, was at the school between 1983 and 1987. You would be beaten with a leather strap for talking after lights out, she said. I was only eight at the time. 
I come forward now because the more people who do, the more seriously this will be taken. I don't want to comment any further because of the police investigation. Another people whose father is Major Ian Hill, chairman of the National Golf Veterans and Families Association, is planning to take action against the school for the way he was treated. Chris Hill, now 30, said he is haunted by his memories of a very strict and disciplinarian regime. Staff were really hard on bedwetters and would make them stand in cold baths for hours. Pupils were banned for visiting the lavatory between lights out and dawn and even had their letters home censored, Chris added. This is not the first time the school has come under fire for its tough regime. In 1984, government inspectors urged the then headmaster John Nock to rethink his policy of making children take cold baths in the morning and banning them from talking in dormitories. In the end, none of these allegations were ever proven, and the charges were eventually dropped. Other former students even came forward in defense of the school and its proprietors. But this didn't mark the end of the Nock family's troubles. Perhaps because of the bad press generated by the allegations, enrollment numbers dropped so low that the Housham Hall School was forced to close its doors in 2007 after five decades in operation. What's more, four years prior to the school's closure, the son of the original owner and a teacher at the school died at the early age of 56. Are the experiences of the Nock family just a case of bad luck? Bad school management? Bad health? Or are they, in fact, yet another casualty of the dreaded Kirkham curse? Seeking a rural retreat in an idyllic little corner of northern England? Ready to take up as lord or lady of the manor? Well, if you're brave enough to test the wrath of a 400-year-old curse, then Howsham Hall just might be the home for you. It just might not be the best place to raise a family. <laughs>